0: I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
1: Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. World, listen what I say. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall.
0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. I am Chris Ann Hall. You can always find us at com. You can find our constitutional education at com. That is com, where you can get education on the Constitution so that you can do what we do Monday through Thursday and twice on Saturday. <laughs> I am here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Welcome to the show, J.C. Thank you. There is a monumental battle going on and I'm afraid that uh, this this battle is being overlooked. And uh, it's an attack on Whitaker. Is it an attack on Whitaker or is it an attack on Trump? Yeah, I mean, I've, would it really have mattered who he appointed uh, no, interim? I don't think. Would not. Uh, what the problem here is, is that Whitaker is not a federal supremacist. Whitaker is a a person who seems to have uh, an attorney who seems to have an understanding of State original authority. intent, right. a, uh, understanding of the Constitution, understanding of contract law, understanding of the principles of the meeting of the minds, and it seems to me that he may have actually read the foundational documents that created our Constitution. And so now you, you have this attack because uh, Whitaker has said in the past uh, comments that he made during a run for the 2014 uh, Republican Senate nomination in Iowa where he supported the state's authority to nullify unconstitutional federal laws. Can you imagine a federal attorney general who actually understands the purpose of the greatest check and balance, the application of the greatest check and balance on federal authority being the state's sovereignty? What could we do with an attorney general like that?
1: I... Well, you may find out for a couple of months.
0: Yeah, see, that's the bad thing because Whitaker can't stay. Right. Because he's the interim. And by their rules, he's not allowed to stay. Now, now these are not constitutional dictates, mind you. Right. The constitutional dictate is that the Attorney General must be nominated by the President and confirmed by the Senate. But this is an interim. He's just filling the post until that procedure can take place. Right. Which so means technically, he's
1: not the attorney general. Right. No. Constitutionally he, speaking, he's con- the interim attorney general. Right. Which is why there are certain restrictions on him under the law.
0: Right. Exactly. He's not the attorney general. He's 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 actually he's a placeholder. A, a, more like a deputy yeah. who's taking sitting, the place, sitting in the chair, sitting in the chair. You know, doing what he needs to do. That happens a lot in the legal field, as a matter of fact. I think it happens in corporate law, too. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, he can't stay. But here's the battle that's happening, JC. And you and I have seen it over the last eight years. And it's a discussion that needs to be had uh, because this is an amazing teaching moment And we're just simply not having it. And I think that the reason that you're not having this discussion truthfully in the mainstream media is because the education on this subject is so skewed.
1: I kind of wish he wasn't he wasn't put there so that he could be nominated. I mean, he should have just went ahead and go ahead and submit a nomination. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like there should already be. There should already have been a nomination. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I don't get you. Yeah. You're going to fire Jeff Sessions. You should have had. You should have already. I mean, this process should be already underway. You you are you have the Senate. Right. Why not give the nomination and go ahead and get it done?
0: Yeah. Right. We should have saved him for the nomination, and and I wonder if it's because you know President Trump works and relies heavily on his advisors because he himself is not educated on political process, he's not educated on the Constitution, and that sort of thing. And I wonder if his advisors told him that he had to have someone to fill that seat. I wonder if if maybe, I wonder if there's anybody in Washington, D.C., that realizes that you can live without an attorney general for a few days. I don't know. For a month or so.
1: I don't know if he thought. Yeah, George I, Washington know,
0: lived without one for for like six months. Well, so. because
1: remember, then if he if if he did nothing, then Rosenstein would automatically be the guy. Well,
0: right? he would, he would, not would automatically
1: be in trouble because he's the next in line. So right, they, he wouldn't
0: be the attorney general, but he would be no, an interim. But he
1: would be leading. He right, would be he leading. would be the interim, I mean, everybody would look to him because right. he's the top. He would be the top dog now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So here's, here's the crazy thing, and um, we have this discussion now going on about the quote unquote "radical views of Matthew Whitaker in his ideas that states can be a check on federal power. Yeah. So he says during uh, these comments that he made when he ran for Republican Senate nomination in iowa and i love how (laughs) i love how cnn cnn oh my goodness they are such a putrid cesspool cnn says made the comments during a failed 2014 run for the republican senate nomination in iowa when have you ever seen the media refer to someone's run for office as a failed office i mean you're automatically They don't, though, only if they're Republicans. Sure. Right? Because you have to, we have this idolatry of politicians. And so if you ran, you're automatically somebody important, whether you ran or not. But anyway, he says, quote, this is, these are the statements of Matthew Whitaker during a 2013 campaign speech. He says, quote, as a principle, it has been turned down by the courts and our federal government has not recognized it. Now we need to remember that the state set up the federal government and not vice versa. And so the question is, do we have the political courage in the state of Iowa or some other state to nullify Obamacare and pay the consequences for that? The federal government has done a very good job about tying goodies to our compliance with federal programs whether it's the Department of Education whether it's Obamacare with its generous Medicare and Medicaid dollars and the like but I do not believe but I do believe in nullification I think our founding fathers believed in nullification there's no doubt about that And then uh, the crazy thing is now CNN goes well who do you think CNN turns to 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 dispute this <laughs>
1: some Harvard attorney. I yeah, don't some know. law professor, sure. right?
0: Right. Here's the thing. So uh, step number one, what does, what does Whitaker say about Obamacare? He says we need to have the political courage to nullify Obamacare. Well, CNN calls this ideology and so does, or this idea, and call, and so do their law professor, calls this idea that we should o- nullify Obamacare radical. Right. Well, I guess they never actually read the Supreme Court's opinion on Obamacare. Right. The NFIB v. Sibelius written by Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, who told the states to nullify Obamacare. If you don't
1: like it. If you don't
0: like it. Don't follow it. Nullify it. I'm going to go ahead and read to you the exact quote from John Roberts. Uh, In the uh, uh, NFIB, NFIB v. Sibelius, the first Affordable Care Act case that apparently CNN and this law professor who has some authority here did not read. He says, quote, this is in the case. Go look it up. In the typical case, we look to the states to defend their prerogatives by adopting the simple expedient of not yielding to federal blandishments when they do not want to embrace federal policies as their own. Not only does, that is the very definition of nullification. Right. And not only does Roberts give that definition of nullification as a directive to the states, but he quotes Massachusetts v. Mellon, a 1923 case which reaffirms the state's authority 1923 that's which, post-civil war right
1: right that which I mean al, which was uh also reaffirmed in mac v prince
0: which was also reaffirmed was in post, mac v prince uh,
1: which was post uh ronald reagan assassination because that that was a challenge of the brady bill
0: right right so this is all post-civil war now because tuck this in your little cap because this is relevant and then as if to add a huge exclamation point on his statements there, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, says, quote, The states are separate and independent sovereigns, and sometimes they have to act like it. Yep. So there you have the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States in a majority opinion, telling CNN and this University of Texas law professor and CNN contributor Stephen Vladek that he's that they're wrong, yeah, that they're absolutely wrong. Listen to what Vladek says by in the way, I CNN. I said
1: Mac v. Prins. I meant Mac and Prince v. U.S. Yeah, Mac
0: Mac Prince v. U.S. That's how they.
1: Nineteen ninety seven.
0: Nineteen ninety seven, post nineteen twenty three as well. Yeah. So. Anyway, so um, listen to what Stephen Vladek says. This uh, University of Texas law professor and CNN contributor, nullification as a serious mainstream legal argument, didn't survive the Civil War, or the constitutional amendments that followed.
1: Yeah, which is false because you just we just talked about two cases.
0: We just talked about two cases. I want to know. I want to know what constitutional amendments that we've had. Or ninety-seven that that have specifically overturned nullification.
1: The Tenth Amendment, in other words, specifically overturned Overturn the Tenth Amendment.
0: Amendment. Yeah. So while we're on break, go ahead and Google and find us the amendments that have overturned the Tenth Amendment. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Now listen to me. I I know that wasn't a lot of time for a break, but hey, I, I could I could give you thirty-seven hours and you wouldn't find it.
1: So I googled. You did the, so, uh, you look up Mac and Prince P R I N T Z V U S, and you have right here on Google Prince V Prince V U S fifty two five twenty one U S eight ninety eight. 1997 was a United States Supreme Court case in which the court held that certain interim provisions of the Brady handgun violence prevention act violated the 10th amendment uh, to the United States, which is the reserve powers of the States.
0: Well, there you have it.
1: So, it's not been overturned. It
0: has not, it's been, not been overturned. not been
1: defeated or erased or whatever.
0: Well, I want to talk about this, this idea that nullification as a serious mainstream legal argument didn't survive the Civil War. We have this federal prosecutor on Twitter. His name is Renato Mariotti, uh, who has 163,000 followers, by the way. You know why? Because he's a CNN legal analyst. Yeah. And he has a he has his own podcast, and his he wants us to know that his partner's name is Thompson Coburn too. So just so you know on Twitter, so he says um, this prosecutor says nullification was a legal argument made by Southerners before the Civil War who believed their states could nullify federal law. The argument was discredited after their defeat in the Civil War. But it's made again by racists opposing desegregation, and now by Whitaker. Wow! How crazy is that?
1: So, when they nullified the fugitive slave laws, they were racists. R- racist slaveholders. So yeah. the racist slaveholders were were, oppo- were using nullification to stop from capturing slaves. I don't understand that.
0: See, people like Renato Mariotti need to put down their their law books and pick up a history book. They need to actually pick up the federal uh, farmer letters. They need to pick up the... The Federalist uh, Papers, they need to pick up Madison's debate so they can actually learn from this, right? Maybe we should send Renato a copy of of Slavery in the American Founders DVD so he can have some learning.
1: What's sad is 163,000 people follow a hack. Because, by the way, you didn't see these same CNN type, these articles from CNN when the states were nullifying... Uh, federal drug laws in the states that wanted to legalize marijuana. Right. They were they were in fact on the opposite side. So that's the thing that that's what makes Mister Ronaldo a hack, and yes. that's what makes CNN and these writers hacks. Right. Because they they have taken two opposite positions. Oh, well, they're now not talking about
0: the this for this the sanctuary cities either the California correct. cities who right. are uh, who, who are, are allowing. Who are allowing illegal aliens to vote. Yeah, and, and calling it
1: nullification. And calling which it's it not, nullification. But, but basically they are ignoring federal law. Yeah. And this hack would say that's okay. So these aren't legal arguments. See, this is the problem. Yeah. You have this guy who who has a law degree, who's masquerading as a lawyer on CNN, but he's not making legal arguments. They call him a legal analyst, but this is not legal analysis. This is political commentary. So their positions are political, yes. right? When you say you are indeed in in practice favoring nullification in the area of the state's Uh, not following federal drug laws, the state's not following immigration law, you're for it. But now that Whitaker simply makes the statement on a principle, he's not actually even talking about a specific thing, but that simply because they have some sort of uh, prophetic view of Whitaker stopping the Mueller probe, and now they've taken an opposite stance on the principle of nullification just because he associates himself with it. So that's that's what, and I, maybe CNN and these guys, they don't comprehend that. But that CNN and you guys over there, that's what makes you hacks because you are inconsistent. You don't apply principle. You're driven purely by tribal politics.
0: Well, the truth in history is this, J.C., that the states that were trying, the abolitionist states, were the states that were nullifying the Federal Fugitive Slave Act and the Supreme Court's opinion that men were property.
1: Correct. It
0: was the abolitionist states who stood up and denied the unconstitutional authority of the federal government to declare that people were property. And that's the history that they're not recognizing. As Tear up our Constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together And without permission Soldiers for truth In the war of attrition The love of our country As I
1: The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's
0: lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. There is a war going on for your rights. There is a war going on for your rights and if we those who love rights that love our children who love liberty do not stand up now and make a, a an educated concerted effort to shut down this dangerous narrative of federal supremacy of judicial supremacy we will set our children back decades when it comes to uh, freedom, when it comes to liberty, when it comes to our constitutional republic, and um, here's here's the thing: this whole CNN article is just absolutely ridiculous. And of course, Renato Mariotti is is right on board with all of this, and they they simply are completely. You know what they do, JC. They they call out the name of the Constitution under the color of the Constitution and are completely and absolutely ignorant of the con of the Constitution itself. Yeah. Listen to what Renato says. He says, This isn't the only extreme view that Whitaker has. Whitaker has also criticized Marbury versus Madison, arguably the greatest and most important Supreme Court decision of all time that case decided that courts could strike down unconstitutional laws. What's crazy is the fa- our, our founders said that the courts had to strike down unconstitutional laws. That was their duty. We didn't need a Supreme Court to tell us that the courts could strike down unconstitutional law. That was why they were created. The interesting thing is this This idea that because the courts recognized what our founders established, that the court's duty was to overturn unconstitutional laws, that it somehow automatically sets up a denial of the states to do that as well. As if the the courts are the only authority. The interesting thing is you pull up Marbury versus Madison you don't find anything in Marbury versus Madison that denies a state's authority to nullify. That court case is not an anti-nullification case. Yeah, It is absolutely not. As a matter of fact, it is a pro-nullification case if you actually read it. See, here's the thing. These law professors, Renato Mariotti, they don't actually read these cases anymore. I I, I went to law school. I know. They give you such a volume of cases. You can't possibly read them yourself. You read what the textbooks say. Right. right? And you're
1: given given the term. Here's Marbury v. Madison, right? It's Mm -hmm. a term. Yeah. And then they define it. They say, that's what this means. So here's why you cite it. So you'll say you'll you'll make a citation, right? you'll say whatever, and then Marbury v Madison, you are just make a citation which and and basically the definition is uh you know the court the Supreme Court has the ultimate authority of yeah, of which is not
0: what Marbury versus Madison says the the Marbury v Madison says that laws can be unconstitutional, and unconstitutional laws are void. Let me go ahead and read directly from Marbury v Madison, so we can have this argument. He says. The Constitution is either superior paramount law, unchangeable by ordinary means, or it is on a level with ordinary legislative acts and like other acts is alterable whenever the legislature shall please to alter it. If the former part of the alternative be true, then a legislative act contrary to the Constitution is not law. Right. If the latter part be true, then the written constitutions are absurd attempts on the part of the people to limit a power in its own nature, illimitable. He goes on to say, certainly all those who have framed written constitutions contemplate them as forming the fundamental and paramount law of the nation. And consequently, the theory of every such government must be that an act of the legislature repugnant to the Constitution is void. This theory is essentially attached to a written constitution and is consequently to be considered by this court as one of the fundamental principles of our society. It is not therefore to be lost sight in of in further consideration of this subject. If an act of the legislature repugnant to the constitution is void, does it, does it notwithstanding its invalidity bind the courts and oblige them to give it effect? Or in other words, Though it be not law, does it constitute a rule as operative as if it were law? This would be to overthrow in fact what was established in theory and would seem at first view an absurdity too gross to be insisted upon.
1: That's the really the exact language. That Madison uses it when he's specifically talking about nullification, when he's specifically defining it. There, there's and nothing Jefferson different as well. There's nothing different in that language. in Jefferson and Madison talking about nullification. I mean, that's exactly the definitions of nullification. He, and he basically he says there um, the law is invalid. What why would we expect a court to follow a law? That is an invalid law.
0: And that's exactly what J- Madison and Jefferson and Hamilton and Wilson and Mason all said uh, p- during the ratification of the Constitution and post-ratification of the Constitution, that if it is invalid, nobody has to follow it.
1: It's really shocking now how that Marbury v. v. Versus, versus Madison is used uh, really almost with the opposite intent. It. Marbury v. Madison is now used to essentially say the court is a super legislative body. Yes, that's how it's used.
0: Yes, that's how it's used. Which
1: would be contrary actually to the content of the opinion in Marbury v. Well, Madison. Well, it's
0: it's interesting it's interesting that you say that. Because, because this whole principle is built around this idea of federal, of judicial supremacy, right? So they use Marbury versus Madison to establish a judicial supremacy. Yeah. And so CNN points out radical, uh, Whitaker's quote unquote radical perspective is nullification, which is something that our founders established. Uh, we have a course on, uh, that, that teaches all about what the founders said about how the states created the constitution how the states created the federal government how the states are the control of the federal government but
1: isn't isn't this language the language in the article isn't this another another statement another piece of evidence that the constitution was in their mind according to their statements thrown out yes. after the civil war because Absolutely. because he he says the this idea was defeated after the Civil War, well, the ideas from the founders, the idea is part of the constitutional republic, so therefore he's saying the Constitution was overturned, and we live in a post constitutional America after the Civil War so now the question is, well, what is our constitution? H- yeah, so- how do we operate and it seems to me what's been substituted is the court the court is now the super legislative body, yeah, really the court is has uh, has practically uh, overturned the executive. Well, listen I mean, to what
0: CNN says.
1: Ruled by the court, and this
0: is also something that Renato Maradi makes. He says uh, it says it, that Whitaker's ideas are in, irreconcilable not only with the structure of the Constitution but with its text, especially the text. Are you ready for this? The supremacy clause of Article 6, which not only makes federal law supreme. Wrong but expressly binds state courts to apply it. Wrong. And this is a law professor. This is not what the Supremacy Clause says. The Supremacy Clause Clause says that the Constitution is supreme and the laws that are made in pursuance to the Constitution are supreme and then the state courts are bound by them, which
1: again is exactly what Marbury v. Madison says.
0: Yeah. So if the if federal laws are not made consistent with the Constitution, then they are not the supreme law of the land and the courts are not bound by them, which is exactly what Marbury versus Madison says. But look at look at what they it's say shifting next of terms. Yeah. He says, for someone who holds those views to be the nation's chief law enforcement officer, even temporarily, is more than a little terrifying. Do you know what I find more than terrifying? A a Supreme Court justice, law professors, and a potential attorney general that believes that all federal laws are supreme. That is terrifying because that is a totalitarian government. Look at what they also say here. Whitaker has also said he believes that the courts were the inferior branch of the federal government.
1: How radical is that?
0: Can I just read to you real quick what Alexander Hamilton said about the courts? Alexander Hamilton said it proves in... Now, this is a direct quote from Alexander Hamilton now. It proves incontestably... That the judiciary is beyond comparison, the weakest of the three departments of power.
1: Dangerous, man. See, this is the thing to me.
0: Oh, I. why is... Come on people, can you all call CNN right now? Can you all call Fox News right now? Tell them they need to have Chris Ann Hall on there. I've been on Fox before. Get me back on Fox so we can talk about this. This is just ludicrous. Call Newsmax, tell them they need to have me on. We need to we need people who can talk to these idiots. And show the world how stupid they are.
1: But see, this says again to me, this reaffirms again to me, because it's like they speak in code, okay? They're, they don't just come out and say it. Because if I, if I went to this guy and said, um, do you think, do you reject the words, work, and person of George Washington, mm-hmm. of Thomas Jefferson? Right. of Madison do you think Jefferson
0: uh, Alexander do you, Hamilton
1: do you think Jefferson uh, in the position of president was a dangerous man do you think do you think James Madison in the position of president was a dangerous man do you believe that Alexander Hamilton in any position of government was a dangerous man who held dangerous views because he just said those are dangerous views and that a man in Whitaker's position would be dangerous. Well, all of those men held and expressed identical views. So he is saying all of the views and the people who wrote the constitution who founded this nation who held all of those offices were all dangerous people with dangerous ideas. Therefore, America and its principles and the constitution are dangerous. So ergo, he's rejected the Constitution. He's rejected the founding. He's rejected the fundamental uh, ideas and principles of this nation. Federal Why don't they just admit that? Why don't they speak clearly?
0: Federal supremacy, judicial supremacy is the day.
1: Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
0: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I hope that you make this the most shared daily journal we've ever seen i hope that you make this the most important daily journal episode we have ever made this is the battleground america this is where your rights stand or fall this is where the liberty of your children stands or falls the 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 crazy thing is is you're gonna have to know what it's like to, to stand up against these lies that, that s- federal supremacy is somehow freedom and state sovereignty is somehow slavery. That you are a racist because you want the states to have the rights. No, it's the opposite. It is the opposite. It is a federal rule yeah. well. that, that, that imposes slavery.
1: And, and these guys are rejecting they're rejecting constitutional structure they're rejecting the constitution i mean that's that's the bottom line and you know
0: an yeah. oligarchy of nine kings and queens
1: well it's just it's shocking it's hypocritical to me when i see this because again they're not consistent so the they're double double talking really mm-hmm. this is double speak because in the same in the same breath they're uh, you know, speaking, making these pro-constitution statements, we support the Constitution. This is against the Constitution, and they don't, right? Because they have their own sort of version, their own definition of the Constitution. When he says, when, when I mean, they can cite the supremacy clause, and you never hear them say it. You know, the supremacy clause, which makes the Constitution the supreme law of the land. They never no, say they that. They never say they that. They always say the supremacy clause makes federal law superior to state law. That's the only thing they say. They never refer to the Constitution, which the Supremacy Clause says the Constitution will be the supreme law of the land and the federal laws that are made in in pursuance with that.
0: Let's just read it, just to be clear, because these people, Frederick Douglass made this argument. They're law professors. They ought to be able to read, right? right? So why wouldn't they just read the text rather than their opinions of the text? So let's just go ahead and read the text. This Constitution... And the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby." Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. I mean, they just completely eliminate that last clause to begin with. Right. But now you have a qualification. Laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof.
1: Thereof meaning to the pursuance to the Constitution. To the
0: Constitution, meaning if, as Marbury versus Madison said, as Hamilton said, as James Wilson said, as Chief Justice Roberts said. Yeah. If they are not made in pursuance to the Constitution, then they are null and void, which takes us to the second part of that clause, that if they are not made in pursuance to the Constitution, then they are not the supreme law of the land.
1: And they don't bind anybody.
0: And the judges of every state shall not be bound thereby.
1: Which is exactly the statements in Marbury v. Madison.
0: And it does not establish a judicial supremacy. I believe that Marshall would be aghast. I mean, I don't know if Marshall actually wanted that because I, I, Thomas Jefferson saw the writing on the wall with Marbury versus Madison, and he was very displeased at where it was going. But it doesn't, uh, uh, but here's the thing um, it doesn't establish a federal supremacy. A it doesn't establish a judicial supremacy. It establishes a constitutional supremacy. There, and it's the idea of law professors and judges who do not actually read the cases that have made it something that it's not.
1: There's a difference between judicial review and judicial supremacy. Yes, absolutely. Ju- judicial review is what we just heard described in Marbury v. Madison, that the, 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 courts, the courts are not uh, obligated to be bound to an invalid law. Right. And and they they have the right to nullify this.
0: J.C., I need to read what 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 Hamilton says here. He says there is no position which depends on clearer principles that every act of a delegated authority, contrary to the tenor of the commission under which it is exercised, is void. No legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. If it is invalid, then Who, it is. no that? That's Alexander Hamilton. Dangerous, dangerous man. Look, I I don't ask you I don't ask our listeners to do, to aggressively do many things but please very aggressively share this show, very aggressively call Fox, call your local Fox channel, call call CNN, call your local news, radio, your favorite radio host. Tell them we need this argument and I am willing to bring it in a way that cannot be denied. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know